This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making this program possible. Tonight's special guest is Dr. Michael Sala, who returns after three years. We will discuss the trillion-dollar lawsuit that exposes the secret Bilderberg Gold Treaty and funding of extraterrestrial projects. I will also discuss China-U.S. trading balance. Is it bad policy? or payback for CIA use of stolen World War II gold. It does make you wonder why we are so lenient with China as it relates to trade when most of our exports have to pay tariffs. Is this trading balance payback? Dr. Michael Sala will be with us shortly. To listen to the full interview, just go to veritasradio.com and subscribe. You'll receive your login immediately and will have access to all of our material audio, video, and even the very special Manticore Forum, where people around the world discuss the real news that matter. And stop wasting time looking for an MMS source. You can get it right from us. Go to the Veritas store, where you can also purchase our 8GB metal-cased USB drive with Seasons 1, 2, or 3, plus bonus material. And the book Veritas Scriptum, The Truth is Written. Volume 1 is now available too. Over 400 pages long, 
and it includes our very first 11 interviews now in book format. We will continue making these books available as interviews are transcribed. You can buy individual transcripts on PDF or get a significant discount when you buy the book. And to help with those transcripts, if you want a subscription but cannot afford one, click on the free subscription link for more information. If you are ready, willing, and capable of transcribing our shows, visit that link and we'll get in touch with you shortly. And I want to give you an update on the 2012 International UFO Congress. I had a great time as usual. Congratulations to Open Mind for another successful year. The topics, the speakers, and most importantly, all of you who attended made the difference. You have no idea how happy I was to spend time with so many very test listeners from literally almost every continent. This year, I wasn't able to capture that many interviews. Why? Because I spent most of the time interacting with the participants, hearing your stories, and connecting dots. That being said, I was still able to capture a few important interviews, including Chuck Zukowski about new discoveries and the cattle mutilation phenomenon, Dr. Lynn Gitai and the 15th anniversary of the Phoenix Lights, and an exclusive two-hour interview, which will also become a full Veritas show with Sergeant Clifford Stone. Then shorter impromptu talks with David Sarita, Stan Romanek, Barbara Lamb, and a very powerful short talk with Colin Andrews, who was the recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Award at the conference. Well deserved for all his artwork and sacrifices. All of this on video and audio coming up in the next few days, exclusively for Veritas members. Don't wait any longer and subscribe today. And now that this conference is over, I will be attending another conference. This time, I will be the master of ceremonies. The speakers, Stanford Friedman, Kerry Cassidy, Jay Whitener, Norio Hayakawa, Scotty Roberts, Anthony Sanchez, David Weatherly, and many more. This is the 2012 UFO Paranormal Summit in Sacramento, California, on June 16th and 17th. There's a banner on our website where you can start ordering your tickets today. I hope to see many of you there. And to get in touch with me, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. One of the enigmas of U.S. trade policy is the willingness of policymakers to allow China open access to U.S. markets while China throws up many obstacles to American imports. This has predictably led to the U.S.-China trade imbalance becoming an important political issue. A mysterious trillion-dollar lawsuit filed on November 23, 2011 in the United States District Court for the Southern District of New York claims that $134 billion worth of gold was secretly given to the U.S. government in the mid-1930s by the then-nationalist government of China for safekeeping. The lawsuit claims that 1934 U.S. Federal Reserve notes were issued to the Chinese government and the gold transferred to the Federal Reserve Bank. It is claimed that a total sum of almost $1 trillion, representing both the principal and accumulated interest of the 1934 Federal Reserve notes, was fraudulently taken. 
Could the existence of this black gold be kept secret as to not cause the price of gold to crash? Could this be why the U.S. has a preferential trade policy with China, but this policy is not reciprocal? As of November 2011, China holds $1.1 trillion of U.S. Treasury securities. And did you know that a recent investigation by mainstream media showed that some U.S. bridges and roads are being built by Chinese firms with Chinese workers? Yes, you heard right. U.S. infrastructure being built by Chinese companies with Chinese workers. Did the United States lose World War III to the Chinese and not a bomb was dropped? And the casualty of war was the United States industrial base? This seems to indicate that there is a covert agreement between the United States and China, implicitly allowing all of this for one reason, payback. To discuss this and much more, Dr. Michael Sala is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. and you're listening to The Very Talk Show. Dr. Michael Sala is a pioneer in the development of exopolitics. He is the author of several books that include exopolitics, political implications of the extraterrestrial presence, and exposing U.S. government policies on extraterrestrial life. Dr. Sala was an assistant professor and researcher in residence in the School of International Service, at the American University from 1996 to 2004. He has a PhD in government from the University of Queensland, Australia. He is also the founder of the Exopolitics Institute, a nonprofit organization that analyzes the political implications of the extraterrestrial presence. And to learn more about Dr. Michael Sala and his work, visit his website at exopolitics.org. And directly from somewhere in the beautiful Hawaii, I would like to welcome Dr. Michael Sala. Hello, Michael, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? Wonderful, Mount Aloha. I'm here in uh, sunny Honolulu. Beautiful day in uh, February. So, great place to be, and I'm glad to be on your show. Oh, my pleasure. It's been exactly three years, Michael. The first time I interviewed you, probably I had uh, done a not even not even a dozen interviews, so I'm glad to have you back three years after. And for those who are listening, if you if this is the first time you've listened to Dr. Michael Sala, which I doubt, but if you do, I highly encourage you to listen to that very first interview that we did. It is absolutely jam-packed with that great information. But Michael, you recently contacted me because you wrote a few articles dealing with geopolitics. The first article is entitled trillion-dollar lawsuit exposes secret Bilderberg Gold Treaty and funding of extraterrestrial projects. 
The article says that a mysterious trillion-dollar lawsuit was filed on November 23, 2011, in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York, and it claims that $134.5 billion worth of gold was secretly given to the U.S. government in the mid-1930s by the then-nationalist government of China for safekeeping. Please, this is so interesting. Take it from there. Well, Mel, it really is a fascinating case. It was something that I first heard of, like many people, back in 2009, when there were these reports of a mysterious case in uh, near Chiasso, Italy, or Chiasso, Switzerland. It's a Swiss-Italian border town mm -hmm. where there were these bonds that were apprehended by the Italian financial police that amounted to $134.5 billion. And soon after that, we hear that uh, the people that uh, were apprehended were released, that they were two Japanese, and the story just kind of dropped out of the headlines. That was it. Um, and so it was a very mysterious case, and people weren't sure, well, was this real or not? Was there anything to this? So many of us that were aware of that were just kind of puzzled by it all and just kind of continued doing uh, whatever research we had been uh, doing. Uh, and what happened was that in... Uh, November of last year, there was this lawsuit that was filed, as you, as you mentioned, in the uh, Southern District of uh, uh, District Court of New York, and that was uh, involving a large sum of money, and it mentioned the Chiasso case, that uh, incident in, in Switzerland, and it really brought home that this was a very real situation, that uh, there was these huge amounts of U.S. high-denomination high Federal Reserve notes that were in circulation and people were trying, trying to redeem these. Now, of course, those trying to redeem those high-denomination notes believed that they were genuine and were trying to do what they felt was the proper procedure for redeeming these notes. And, of course, we have these examples of the media saying that uh, this was all kind of a fraudulent exercise. And, and, of course, that 2009 incident was an example of that, where many in the media dismissed it as just being a case of these high-denomination 1934 Federal Reserve notes being fraudulent. Well, in this case that was filed by Neil Keenan on behalf of uh, the Dragon family, an, an entity in... Um, in Taiwan or in um, parts of Asia, they were contending that these bonds were in fact legitimate, that they dated back to that period in the 19, late 1930s, just prior to the invasion of China by Japan, where the then nationalist government, or the Kuomintang, as it was then known, were desperate to try to hide the goal because they were aware that Japan was imminently uh, about to invade. And so they were desperate to hide this goal. And so apparently, according to the events described in this lawsuit, a large quantity of gold was at least to the United States government. Um, and that gold was taken off the hands of the nationalist Chinese. And in exchange, the Chinese received these high denomination Federal Reserve notes. And what's important to mention here is that 
the court case actually refers to a second batch of these notes that that June 2009 incident I mentioned that involved $134.5 billion, as you mentioned, but the lawsuit refers to a complementary but different set of Federal Reserve notes coming to $145.5 billion. Uh, can, can you repeat that? Because you got, uh, got caught off for the last 10 seconds. Sure. Well, basically what, uh, what happened was that that incident in 2009 that involved $134.5 billion in U.S. Federal Reserve notes. Now, that is a different batch of Federal Reserve notes to those that are actually contested in this district court lawsuit that was filed in November in the New York District Court, uh, which involves a sum of $145.5 billion. So those two sums of money, 134.5 and 145.5, are basically part of the same historical process whereby the Chinese nationalist government leased to the United States its gold because it wanted to put the gold in safe hands because it knew that if Japan invaded, that that gold could be, in fact, confiscated, stolen, looted, whatever. And so they did this with the full intention that eventually the government of China would be able to regain possession of the, of that gold or at the very least redeem the Federal Reserve notes that were issued against that gold. And so that's the kind of background to this, to this, uh, 2011 uh, November case that was filed in the Federal District Court of New York. How did they transfer the gold in the 1930s from China to the United States? Well, that's where we bring in Benjamin Fulford. Now, for those that don't know who Benjamin Fulford is, he used to be the Asia correspondent for Forbes magazine, which is a very high-quality magazine that uh, caters for the business community. And so this was a, a very responsible position where Fulford was able to make connections with uh, really very powerful movers and shakers in the economic and, and financial world in Japan and other Asian countries. So in around 2007, uh, Fulford leaves Forbes magazine and he is now commenting as an independent economic analyst and he has made a connection with a very mysterious Asian, Japanese, Chinese secret society, which is supposedly giving him protection because of some of his views that had become so controversial. For example, questioning 9-11, saying that it was an inside job and pointing out high-level corruption within the Japanese uh, political system and, and the, the fact that the Rockefeller family essentially controlled Japanese political and economic life and so forth. So um, he was really... Uh, out there and so he felt that he was under threat and claims that he actually was threatened on more than one occasion and so eventually he gets protection from this secret Asian society saying that uh, they like what he's doing the fact that he's actually telling people what's really happening around the world and that they wanted to protect him from this uh, kind of criminal organization that is associated with the Rockefeller family 
And so uh, Fulford then begins to talk on behalf of this kind of white dragon society. And so he, uh, during the many briefings and consultations he has with people in that kind of nebulous world... uh, Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section, or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.